0: Hello, and welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I hope you clapped along with a couple of claps at the end there. Hello, I'm Chris Delamere. And I'm Sam Bradley. And every podcast we bring uh, a couple of audio dispatches uh, to each other, um, clip their toenails, cut their hair, give them a good wash, and see if they look any better. Uh, Often they don't, and we've got no idea why we brought them in the first (laughs) place. But
1: we're doing it all the same. How are you, Sam? I'm very well, Chris. Uh, We've actually moved uh, the bathroom down south, we've migrated down south, and we are in fact in my house, uh, which is actually not a house at all, but actually a boat.
0: Yes, this is a very interesting turn of events. Uh, The previous two episodes of uh, Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom have been held at my house in Chapel Town, South Yorkshire. (laughs) But now we've come down come down to that London. That London. Uh, or London as they call it yeah. here. And we're or here Londinium <laughs> as some of the really old fellows call it. Yeah.
1: And we're here floating uh, around Angel Basin right now. Angel in, Basin. In fancy north, the fancy end of Islington. Oh, what a
0: lovely sink it is to be oh, in. Oh, just lovely.
1: Uh yes, yeah, so here we are on my boat. How do you like it, Chris? It's very um <laughs> What's the uh
0: what's the word <laughs> cozy <laughs> it's very cozy that's the word yeah. that the estate agent would say yeah, as he comes in and bangs his head on the top <laughs> yeah. of the roof
1: so our ceiling is six foot one inch high and how tall are you Sam? i'm six feet high <laughs> so you're six feet high yeah i only yeah. i only just fit in here but that's all you need to do you only need just need just to need yeah. and just be aware of generally where your head is yeah. at all times but keep my- your
0: head on your head at all times
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there might be some ambient boat noise uh because it's summertime here well it's get it's the first sunny day of spring so there's a lot of people outside drinking right next to the canal and you might you might get a sense of just
0: slight bobbing in the water yeah. just from our voices somehow <laughs> and ducks going
1: past or something <coughs>
0: yeah now i've been to your bathroom here oh yeah and it's it's no bigger than a telephone box <laughs> and um half as tall <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's and i actually had to say to you when i came in i was like am i all right using the toilet like does it work yeah because there's a whole system you have to pull a yeah. thing and and put in some chemicals yeah
1: i mean because we're you know not attached to anything here we're completely footloose and fancy free floating mm. on the london canals so the bathrooms are completely its own self-contained thing we actually have a shower Which works perfectly like a normal shower.
0: But I'm thinking this is why you come to the communal bathroom so often. Yeah. Because actually your facilities on this (laughs) boat aren't the greatest. It's
1: not that they're not good. The facilities are totally fine. It's just they're limited. So we have a limited amount of water. The toilet is a box that will fill up. So if I use a communal bathroom, I can can go crazy. I can... Use as much water as I like. So you used to, to flush three times and all that kind of crap. Used
0: to being very thrifty with your water. Exactly, exactly. But you go mental when you go to the swimming <laughs> baths. That's that's exactly. Well, true. at my house, there's always a tap running. Yeah, what what is that about? That's just to creep you out a little bit, and also it just doesn't turn it doesn't turn all the way in.
1: I think I tried to turn it off because I was like, this is a terrible it's, waste of water. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you had the experience of how it's like to live with your bathroom. In my in my bathroom, going. This is awful. He shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be wasting this. Yeah. And it's not out of choice. I cannot turn that tap off. That tap has been on. That, that tap has been on for about four months now. It used to. It used to be. It used to go off. But it, oh now, my god! It just trickles constantly, and now it's not even a trickle. Now yeah. it goes on, like quite full, like it's like half full tap yeah. sort of pressure, and it's See, all was- day all night.
1: I was considering that running tap Just basically a defect in the water system Like the water comes from the water treatment plant Comes into your house And then it has this brief foray into open air And then straight down the drain again Back into the Uh, water system
0: (laughs) It's like being on a permanent (laughs) roller coaster For that water
2: Come to the bathroom Yeah, 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 yeah
0: Right, well let's get on to our first dispatch Which is going to be yours
1: So Chris, to welcome you onto our boat and hope you have a pleasant stay here, uh, I've created a dispatch that is called the A to Z of Boating. So this should give you a a nice basic rundown of, uh, like, an overview of how boating works and what it's like to be a boater. So here we go. A is for Ahoy there, boatmates, and welcome to the A to Z of Boating with me, your captain today, Sam Bradley. B is for buy a boat. A boater without a boat is just a wet person. C is for continuous cruising. Are you a cheap person? Never pay rent again by just moving around every couple of weeks. D is for ducks. Get to know your fellow fowl friends. Hello, Mr. Duck. Hello, Mr. Goose. E is for emptying the toilets. Hey, remember when you used to live in a house and you would do a poo and never see it again? Well, those days are over. F is for full speed ahead. Four miles an hour to be exact. G is for gas. Gas keeps your water hot and your food cold. H is for hello. Wave hello to your fellow boaters and canal folk. I is for idiots. Some of those people you just waved at are probably idiots. J is for jumpers. It gets chilly on a boat, so you'll need lots of jumpers. Need a birthday or Christmas present? You want jumpers. K is for knots and how. If you're going to be a boater, you're going to have to know your knots. And the most useful knot is the secret canot. But you're not a boater yet, so I'm not going to teach you how to tie it. L is for locks. Locks seem very scary at first, but all you have to do is drive in very slowly, crank the thing and wait for the water to go down or up and hope you don't sink. M is for monoxide, like carbon monoxide. A smellless, tasteless, invisible gas that will kill you. Get a detector. N is for nature. Living on a boat is basically like being outside in nature. If nature's cold, you're cold. If nature's hot you're hot. If nature stinks, you stink. O is for, oh shit, as in, oh shit, the wind's caught the boat and we're heading towards that weir. Oh shit. P is for, politics. You might not want to, but you're going to get involved in canal boat politics. Get mad at Canal and River Trust. Get mad at continuous cruisers. Get mad at those mooring people. Get mad at your MP, the Prime Minister, that guy, that dog, that duck. Get mad at stuff. Q is for quiet? Isn't being on a canal boat living the quiet life? No. No, it is not. The engine is loud, ducks are loud, coots are loud, the rain is loud, other boats are loud. R is for repairs, unless you're a very rich person and willing to spend a thousand pounds on absolutely anything, you're going to have to figure out how to repair any part of your boat yourself. S is for swans, swans are big, beautiful and majestic and they know it, those bastards. T is for tunnels, A up, here comes a tunnel, whoa it's so dark, turn the lights on, beep your horn, don't crash into the side. No, seriously, don't crash into the side. Why are we so close to the side? Are we going to crash into the side? U is for uncomfortable. Are you a reasonably sized human being? You'll probably not fit in most of your boat. Do you want to sleep with your lover in the same bed? Kind of like being in a coffin, isn't it? V is for volts. 12 volts and 240 volts. 12 volts might burn you severely and 240 volts might kill you. Don't mix them up because something might explode. W is for water. Floating on water, driving through water, water coming into the boat and sinking the boat while you're asleep at night. X is for like kisses. Are you getting amorous with your loved one? You can guarantee that somebody's going to pull up their boat right next to you and have a good old look. Y is for yes. Shall I buy a boat? Yes. Can I live without gas, water and electricity? Yes. Am I going to worry about sinking all the time? Yes. Z is for zzzz. Z- 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 like the noise you make while you sleep. Provided there isn't rain on the roof, hail on the roof, coots going past, people on the canal shouting, your lover shouting, or you're kept up at night by the fear that the boat is probably sinking or filling up with carbon monoxide and you won't wake up in the morning this has been the A to Z of boating thanks for listening and happy boating out there goodbye
0: well you really sold me on that there great Um, so many things yeah Um, I wanted to ask you know what you're saying about the cruising yeah is cheaper surely that would be more expensive keeping your boat going around and around and around and around uh, no, so this is... You can do that. Do people do that? That's what we do. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, but you people. don't just keep moving
0: constantly.
1: Yeah, so the law says that we have to move every 14 days. So we move you every do 14 do that. days, yeah. Every two weeks we have to move.
0: Now, the the poos thing. Yeah. I got really stuck on that. Like I, I struggled to listen to the rest of it because it <laughs> was like, you're going to have to have a look at your poo.
1: Yeah. Because it just stays there. Well, it, I mean, okay, so you, <laughs> you, the toilet is like a box, right? It is so a box. So you just kind of crap into a box. But there's like chemicals and stuff that kind of break it down and make it not as bad. And then you go to the toilet point and then you have to empty it out again. So you kind of get a good look on every at everything See, going everything, out again.
0: Everything about it says, almighty faff. Oh
1: tonight. my god, this is going to be an absolute nightmare on Sunday. Because we're probably... Two miles from the nearest toilet point, and our toilets are nearly full. That's You situa- didn't tell me this. Well, you don't need to know because you won't be here anymore.
0: Yeah, but am I all right? Like, if I need to go,
1: yeah, it'll be fine. For a number two, it'll be fine. But it's
0: just, it's one of the. How many things number twos do I get? Uh, I'd I rather could... you had
1: zero, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what's my allotment for the time that I'm staying
1: here? You'd probably be all right with a couple.
0: Shit, I might have to go for more than that. You know. <laughs>
1: There's a pub just right like right there. Oh, that's all right <laughs> then. Uh, I wanted to
0: also ask, you said idiots there. So there's a friendly vibe, but yep. there
1: may be idiots. And who are these idiots and why are they idiots? So uh, H was for hello. And the advice mm. in hello is to wave to all the canal folk, people by the canal and on other boats. And uh, basically what I found is that there's a lot of friendly people. There's some people who seem like, they're just a bit crazy, but then they're all right in the end. Quite nice. Uh, and then you get some people who just, you, it, you get idiots everywhere, right? Yeah. And uh, the worst the worst one that we've had, or the one that really got on my wick, mm. we were going through the lock with this old guy, and he was just a know-it-all, you know? And he was like, oh, I think you've got some weed round your propeller. And I was like, no, it was autumn. And I was like, no, it's just some leaves, like, I'll just put it in reverse, and then the leaves come off. And uh, he was like, "Oh, you're gonna stop to get those weeds out." I was like, "No, it's fine. Like I know how my boat works." And he was trying to give me advice on like how to work my boat. And it's like I, I'm always here. This is this. I do this all the time, and you're trying to help me out. But he was. It wasn't like he was trying to help help me out. He was just trying being to sh- really patronizing. Yeah, this? and that that's really annoying. But also, also another thing is so on the canal there's a kind of a speed limit of four miles an hour but people are supposed to drive slower when you go past boats because you create a wake and that can bash all the boats around on the side and uh especially at the moment because we're going into summer so now there's higher boats that are coming around and those guys just drive too fast those fair weather canal people (sighs) And it's just you. You see them going past, and you can feel the boat move, and then you crash into the side, and it's just so those dickheads who come for the summer months oh. uh, raises the
0: next issue. I wanted to say, yeah, the winter months, Ooh. nature, what yeah. it is like outside is what it will be inside. Yeah, now you've talked to me in the past about the need to construct fires yeah. and stuff like this, and I always like this of image of a like a caveman. Sam is like, I have to make, <laughs> I have to make my is- fire. You like you you explained it to me when you first moved into your boat of like the concept of everything that I need to live, I have to construct myself. Yeah, so the (laughs) which is uh, not a thing that people are used to doing.
1: Yeah, so we had our last fire about a week ago, so we've only literally just come out of sort of fire making season, and it's true like we have to chop wood, we have to buy coal. And then the first time we had fires, like, coming into our first winter, was so frustrating because we had to learn how to build fires. And the worst thing is where you wake up in the morning and there's no wood chopped and you don't really know how to build a fire yet, so you've got to get up. It's freezing cold, obviously. Mm. So you get up, you put on all everything you need to go outside. You go outside, you chop some wood, you bring it all in, and then we... Just hadn't learned how to build fires very reliably yet, and it, you're just so frustrated at this thing that's smoking. The smoke alarms going off, you get smoke in your eyes, you, and you're still you're still freezing cold, and it's just so annoying. But now, now this winter, it was just like straight away. I was like, oh yeah, I know how to do you this because you do, do it every now. day. You just like,
0: you don't just, need that old guy to tell you how to make a fire. Yeah, you just you know what you're doing. You just
1: chuck and then if it don't work, it's just like, ah, oh, I can get, I can do it. I don't know. We Maybe just got you just to harden to the cold hardened, as yeah. well. The worst, the worst thing is if you come home, say quite late at night, say nine o'clock or ten o'clock or something, and you're like, "Oh, it's too late to build a fire." But I know if I don't, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be really cold in the morning. But oh, I'll just go to bed with a jumper. <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah.
0: You could just live in a house. I mean, uh, this is the issue with London, rather than yeah. Because it's so expensive to live anywhere. This is actually yeah. one of the cheaper options. Yeah. But
1: but you have to work for it. We don't need to get into the boring economics of uh, London house prices. I think it's a very important <laughs> issue. That all our
0: international bathers, or washers, whatever they want to be called, I think they'd be very interested in that kind of thing.
1: Uh, houses in London are
0: extremely Shit expensive. expensive. <laughs> like, insane. Insanely expensive. Things are getting, like, the size of... Sam's bathroom here, which <laughs> I described as as big as a telephone box but half as tall, yeah. are getting sold <laughs> as a studio apartment for £2 million uh, in not very
1: nice bits of London. That's pretty much true. But uh, we own our boat, so... also the- You're the- homeowners? Yeah, we're homeowners. So this is a, a-, a lot of the... Uh, I realised when I made this, I came up with the A to Z ideas very quickly and then sort of fleshed them out. And I realised a lot of them hinge on a fear of death. Uh, and l-
0: <laughs> it was It's either death or something quite uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, because that's what you think about the most. And that's part of homeowning is that... I've- you don't want your house to sink. <laughs> <laughs> I've sunk a lot of money into this and I don't want that to then sink very good and boats do in fact sink sometimes so more so than houses generally and no joke people die of carbon monoxide poisoning so that bit is not a joke yeah you're stressing that bit quite a lot not um, a joke i thought i thought
0: that was just a break in the middle where you were just saying generally it's a good idea to have a monoxide uh no not a joke
1: it's all right we've got one
0: one of break. well that's good and you've not died yet have you Uh, Or is this a podcast from beyond? (laughs) Am I in a haunted ghost boat? Oh, the ghost boat of Angel. Or an angel. Oh, God. It all just comes together. We're an angel. You've died of monoxide poisoning. Am I under the sea right now? Not under the sea. Under the river. Am I under the river? Sam, you're not saying anything. I'm scared.
2: <laughs>
0: on that note, I think we should move on to our next dispatch. Excellent. Uh, which I think is mine. Well, I know it's mine. <laughs> I mean, it's your choice. I know, I'll go. Okay. Uh so, as is with most of my audio dispatches, I'm going to lean on songwriting. Yes. Um because it's all I know. And yeah. I struggle to come up with uh, uh inventive ideas like A to Z guides to a lifestyle. I should do an A to Z guide to living in chapeltown oh, or awesome <laughs> yeah. uh or living in Chapeltown, south Yorkshire um that might come up at a later date now. this song I have for you, yeah. i can't take the full credit for oh really uh, some of the credit does have to go to Lewis Carroll, oh now you might have heard of this man, yeah. Uh, a.k.a. Charles Dodgson, which is a real name. Okay. Or a.k.a. Lewis Carroll, which is how you'll know him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the song is The Jabberwocky. Oh, really? And um, This is interesting. It was on... Well, I'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but it's entitled Jabberwocky The Musical. <laughs> was brilliant and the slidey toes Did gar and gimble in the way
2: Old Mimsy were the poor girls And the morn are grey
0: Jabberwock, my son The jaws that bite The claws that catch Beware the jub And shun the from your the snare.
2: Saw. So rested he
0: by the tum tum tree and stood a while in thought, and as in a fish thought, he stood the jabberwock with eyes of flame. Filling through the truly wood and bubbled
2: as it can
0: one two one two and through and through the volpo blade went sick a snack. I left it dead, and with his head he went galoofing, but. As the slain Jabba come to my arms, my beamish boy? Oh, Fabius Day,
2: kaloo-kale. Chottled him for all It was and the slighter. It got
0: While the
1: grows, and the that was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. Really? Yeah, because I absolutely love the Jabberwocky. It's one of my favourites, yeah. Uh, I read Alice in Wonderland uh, last year, late last year. But I think that's from through the L- looking glass. No, is that is that Alice in Wonderland?
0: Uh, I think it's just a separate poem, isn't
1: it? It's in one. It's in. I don't know. Alice in Wo- I think it's in through the looking glass. Actually, I think it's from a separate book. But then Lewis Carroll made. Through if the you
0: know glass. bathers or washers, whatever you want to be called, uh, let us know on our Twitter feed or on our Facebook page because we don't know. We've not researched this at all um i could just
1: get the book we could do that it's now, just over there
0: well let's do it nah. we're in a quite a tight spot here yeah because really we're in
1: a, we're in a boat <laughs> literally a tight <laughs> spot but um, no it was very it was really really nice uh i yeah so if you ask don't my, just say
0: it's nice because you you're
1: on no, air no. if you ask uh <laughs> my boatmate sally uh, I was actually reciting the Jabberwock walk and walking up and down the boat because <laughs> I just love the way that it sounds. It sounds great when you oh, say it out loud. Yeah. It's so it's such a good poem to read out loud, and it was really nice because it seems like a nonsense poem, but then if you get later on through in through the Looking Glass, uh, Humpty Dumpty explains some of it.
0: Oh so yeah. So Alice yeah. meets Humpty Dumpty. What the slidy toes are? Yeah, he explains what all the
1: different like creatures, like the Jub Jub bird and what Brillig is and all that kind of stuff. And so it seems like a nonsense poem, but then it isn't. It's actually, there's a lot of... It's just talking about a very fantastical thing. And the first... I remember reading it as a kid and you couldn't really understand what the hell was going on at all. Yeah. But then reading it as an adult, I kind of followed what the arc of the story is. But what was good about that song is that it actually kind of, through the music, like explained what happens because the guy... The character in it is sort of sent by his father to go and kill the Jabberwocky, and yeah. then he has a fight with the Jabberwocky. And then, well, I
0: always twas brillig and the slithy Toes always sounds like a morning scene to me. Yeah, like, you know, early morning, the sun's coming over there. I think
1: it's actually around tea time.
0: Oh shit, yeah. got there. that all wrong. Well, <laughs> that's what tea time was what I had in mind when I played that. Yeah, uh, and then and then there's the bit with the kind of. One, two, and through, and through. Yeah, yeah. And so he was trying to do all the kind of the thrusting of the sword there. Yeah. And then, yeah. off that just day, kalu kale he chortled in his joy. And now that was very badly performed on the actual thing. And what I haven't disclosed to you is that's actually from a tape that I recorded in 2005, I think. Like, it could be 2004 what, or five. That, that recording? That very recording. Really? Because i
1: I I have written down here, voice different? Like, yes. I, I thought yes. you were putting on like a voice for it. Now, what band do you think I was listening to a lot of at the time? I was just Googling it then because I forgot the guy's name. The, the Libertines. Libertines. Really? Yeah. Pete, what's his face? No, I hated
0: the Libertines. I never listened to Pete them. Pete Doherty. There we go. That Okay, I can see that. But I heard Radiohead in there a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... And also, weirdly, The Wizards of Twiddly, which no one will ever have heard of. A band, a Liverpool band that my uncle is in. Your uncle might be listening. He could be listening. Hiya. Hello, Uncle Andrew. Are you alright? I did a lot of tape recordings. Yeah. Oh, so that's what The Hiss was. Yes. Oh, right. So I used to do loads of tape recordings. This was 2005. So actually... Ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. There was actually a lot of the technology to do this kind of stuff on laptops but i did not have one uh i didn't really i wasn't really aware of the internet until i was about 16 <laughs> i lived in a cave uh Very in sheffield and uh, we, we got dial up around about 2008
1: yeah you were always the family that kind of we would all like hang out on msm messenger and it'd be like wait why isn't chris on here Oh, he's not got the internet Nah. everyone's like what weird
0: just messing about with tapes <laughs>
1: this is 2004
0: <laughs> like 2004 2005 um and I was thinking about the processes that I did at that time and yeah. I, I had like an old hi-fi that was my granddad's and then I had this weird little microphone that an elderly Hungarian gentleman gave me <laughs> and it looked like it came from the 70s it and it had like a it had like some it might loose be haunted wiring. or something yeah it had loose wiring <laughs> and it had this really nice kind of like Uh, really compressed kind of quality to it. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a lot of
1: very clunky key changes. It sort of added to the charm of it, though, because it was, you know, with the hiss and everything, it sort of... I I do,
0: like... I always think about this recording because there are chords in it that I can never find again. (laughs) Wow. That sounds really, (laughs) like... I don't know where they came from. (laughs) But it's not that. I just... I can't hear what it is. Like, there's ones that are just kind of uh, just kind of slightly dis- discordant ones in that um, intro. Wow. And I can never find them again. It was like you were... And I've always wanted to re-record that as well, like, really good. Like, fully, yeah. and then, like, move it into all the different movements, and they all have a different feel. I
1: like that we've brought that sort of lo-fi feeling, and now we're going to share it with the world. I yeah. feel like this is what this podcast is for, is to bring out those... Those like, recordings that you weird have, and, then, old shitty and tapes. then share them again. I don't have any of these. I probably do. I, have I haven't. i have so clearly much. not dug deep enough. But I have a bo- I have a
0: big box full I know. of
1: tapes. This is why we're doing this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I, it also got me to thinking. In like, I was thinking about what kind of kid you were, because we knew each other from about 14 onwards. Yeah, and you would be what I would have called, or what we did call in the old days. In the old days. Remember them? 2003, 2004. I'm worried. You were a mosher, weren't you? <laughs> now you one sort of those. You were one of those skateboardy kids.
1: Yeah, used also, to hang
0: out 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 the front of the old um, the old garage, which is now
1: Saint Luke's. Oh Asper yeah, shop me and Alistair. Trucks. Shout out to Al- Alistair. Alistair. where's he now? I actually don't know. Well, maybe it's we'll find amazing. him through this podcast. Ooh, maybe that'd be uh, nice. Alice the Ledger, if you're out there, <laughs> uh, email us. I- uh, communalbathroom at gmail.com or tweet us at communalbath or find us on our Facebook page
0: uh, uh, you know, that'd be great Yeah, if, we, be could great. if we could make a connection from on. the old days
1: alright, hey Alistair <laughs> but yeah, we used to skateboard, do you
0: remember that time you did that um, 360 kickflip no, nah, we
1: couldn't do kickflips oh. uh, kickflips are really I was hard. struggling
0: then, I was struggling then with my <laughs> skateboard vernacular
1: we don't anyway need to. Alistair did a pretty sweet big spin and I used to be able to 180 80, Ollie. You, we don't you, need to get into this now. We'll atom, save that for okay, later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was—I uh, used to go skateboarding, I guess, and you would... See, I always thought of you as a person who would sit in that room and play guitar. I guess I was right. <laughs> that is correct. Fully 100% correct. I realise the other thing that I wrote down here probably isn't doesn't apply because I assumed that this was something you'd recorded recently. But there's that David Bowie album... Where he does the children's story, do you know that? One? Oh, uh, Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, and I thought it reminded you, might- you of that. No, but I thought you might have been like, oh, uh, I can play guitar and I can do like a children's story like David Bowie did. But this is actually you as kind of a child doing a yeah, children's I story. D- I
0: was probably sixteen years old. Yeah, that's the kind of sixteen-year-old I was. <laughs> it's great. I, I was, like- was always happiest in my room. And maybe the case
1: is still the case now. Yeah. You sort of never grow out of that. And I still don't know how to kick
2: it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the bathroom. It is uh, time to pass on our bathroom conch, uh, which in this instance is uh, a small yellow rubber ducky. Uh, I'll pass it over to Sam now. There you go,
1: Sam. I've picked up this invisible yellow rubber
0: ducky. Now that's a, a representative of the fact that it's now your turn to talk. It's a yeah. Lord of the Flies reference.
1: Yeah, I get it, but <laughs> we don't actually have a rubber... Oh yeah, we fake. that there's right any, then. If there's any bathers out there who want to send us a yellow rubber ducky, that would be much appreciated. And in
0: future, when I pass over the bathroom conch, a.k.a. the rubber ducky,
1: uh, it will be real and not fake. Just a boat life update here. Um, I have just received a uh, text from my boatmate, which says, and I quote, I forgot to say, you guys have to piss outside. No room in the loo. Oh shit, I already
0: pissed in there. (laughs) Like about half an hour ago. So you're saying not even piss is allowed in there now?
1: No, so ladies have to take priority, Chris. Oh god. So, my dispatch wasn't actually going to be a dispatch at all. Um, I just wanted to write a jingle. And I actually sent it to Chris in advance for him to listen to. But being such a good friend, he didn't actually <laughs> listen to it. So he could use it as a so dispatch. So we're going to listen to it live right wait. now. We're going
0: to get the, the joy of experiencing it live in the show. So, so here it
1: is. Wait. <laughs> Do you want to ex- introduce it? Yeah. Okay, so Chris is, you know, famed for his songwriting on the show. Oh, no, <laughs> In his last dispatch, he had the lyrics that he'd taken from a famous person and the music that he created himself. This time, I've actually, like every cunt on a boat, (laughs) I've learned how to play ukulele. Oh, God. And famous ukulele player, George Formby.
0: So you've actually, you've done the opposite thing of what I just did.
1: Yeah. That's incredible how we managed to do that by accident. Yeah. So uh, this is music by George Formby, lyrics by me. Wow. Uh, in, In the communal bathroom. I go to the bathroom to do all my toilets. But there's these two guys yakking on for the internet. i listen to them on the loo. If only their poor mothers knew the kind of things that these two do. In the communal bathroom. It's a place I like to be. But boy, I'm glad it's not TV. I've seen some things I'd rather see. In the communal bathroom. I think there's something wrong with Sam. I can't play. It's Phil for my nan And Chris is eating on the can. In the communal bathroom. <laughs>
0: Oh great, fantastic. I wish we had the skill to do actual content like we do for the promotion. <laughs> like jingles we can do. Yeah. Content were very much lacking. Yep. Uh I like the reference there to the fact that um I was caught eating on, on Mike <laughs> I think on both of the previous episodes. Uh which you, you scolded me about. And yep. I and I'm trying not to now. I mean, I think I've had a couple of glugs of beer, and that might show up. Are you
1: feeling peckish?
0: Well, no, I'm not going to eat anything because <laughs> I can't go for a shit, can I?
1: <laughs> I'm okay. terrified. I'm terrified of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, the hiss and the crackle on your recording was was b- real. Was real, and I faked the whole thing. Yeah, you did uh, digital. Yeah, I
0: googled it and I did what Google said Sounded alright, sounded old to me Alright, great But you made it like yesterday (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to pass the imaginary duck back The rubber ducky, the bathroom conch is back in my hands And so it's my dispatch again So soon, here we are For this second dispatch I've written my own nonsense poem Oh great Uh, And I've packaged it within a little show And hopefully this is going to be sort of an audition tape For hopefully getting uh, the half six comedy slot on Radio 4 Because I've sort of based it on the the feel of how they are Yeah Uh, So I'll play that for you now And um, we'll see how it goes Hello and welcome to Christopher Delamere's Poetry Toilet (laughs) This next poem is about a very good friend of mine and Sam's, about the multiple personalities that he has and uh, all of the darkness that lies within uh, each and every one of those, Uh, but also the strength, the strength that lies in each of those. It's simply entitled Brad Francisco. Brad Francisco, the oyster's mute, the lurcher's biscuit, the grand waterfall of piss, wearing glasses and ordering summertime. Brad Francisco, the speckled hen of whispering and weathervane occupation, the crumpled martyr of Malmo. Brad Francisco, the unhinged bathroom ticket to Lucy's Lemonade, which she uses to pet her giant. Brad Francisco, spirit of the leathered Watuzzi of Cornish geriatrics and the swimming instructor of filo pastry whippets on a time-lapse post box brad francisco the weapon of choice for coal fire engineers on criminal saturdays he is maths in the dark he's an egg charmer and beater he's a triceratops he won't stand for sitting he'll look you straight in the triangle and it's so easy to murder and he'll offer you a biscuit while stroking an anvil he's a bag of the masses he's the church night watchman he's a basket of pride and 13 oysters he's a catch brad francisco the buzzard's dumbbell and the butler's smartphone. He ain't no flunky monkey for gale-force winds over poisoned oceans. He ain't no flunky monkey for any straw bridges leading to any iron temples. He's the clay window of self-doubt in a junkie's toll booth and he's a fog-tall box marked depravity. He's shame's uncle and the sole benefactor of the cauldron. He's the chairman of the bond. He's the C-E-I-E-I-O of the farm. He's a big bed-notter. He's Roger's theosaurus being eaten by worms. He's delivery livery on an express train towards the untrained death of the ravenous and the uncontemplated. He's a twat. Christopher Delamere's poetry told was written and performed by Christopher Delamere with incidental music by Christopher Delamere. It was directed by Christopher Delamere. So there you go, BBC. You can get in touch uh, at communobathroom at gmail dot com because uh, I think I'll be a cinch for getting a, a deal there with them.
1: Yeah, that was very that was spot on tone tone wise. Perfect, absolutely perfect. It felt like you're in Broadcasting House.
0: Brilliant. That's what I was going for. Yeah. So the background for that uh, quite long poem was a series of different uh, joke poems that I wrote for our <laughs> friend Francis. Brad We're Francisco there. Brad Francisco is his uh, alter ego, his C D. His
1: alter ego in the bathroom. Yeah. He's ma-
0: his maths in the dark. You, you know bring what I him mean? into
1: the bathroom and he becomes Brad Francisco. Brad Francisco. I Ooh. mean he doesn't even really know that the he exists. The martyr of Malmo.
0: The crumpled martyr of Malmo. Oh. So his his alter ego is was sort of um enshrined there. Yeah. Uh, immortalized, that's the word I Immor- I'm yeah. We're immortalized. all aware. Of it. But um I hope he's okay with it, really. <laughs> It is his birthday tomorrow, so yeah, it's uh, one
1: of my many birthday presents for him. Yeah, he brought quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is fun. So <laughs> I, I've got I've got a moral conundrum because I knew that Chris had bought our mutual friend Brad Francisco uh, a number of birthday presents, including apparently a very nice poem. So I went to the music shop earlier, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm in a moral quandary because I bought him a present, but <laughs> I really like it. That's the worst Yeah, so I kind of want to keep it But are you you ready, bathers? Are you ready for this?
0: Can I have a go? I want to go Can I have a go? Sam, come on, give it us I want to go So it's a, what what is it called? a thunder thunder
1: tube. A thunder tube. It's a rainbow tie-dye called Thunder Tube.
0: It's pretty trippy stuff, guys. It's really cool. And we're never giving it to Francis (laughs) because it's too cool. (laughs) I want to kind of sing along to it like a didgeridoo or something. (laughs) Yeah, going into some weird territory there.
1: (laughs) But that's fine. So are you going to give it him? I mean, I asked uh, my darling girlfriend, and she said that I should give it to him. What I'm hoping is I'll give it to him, he'll forget about it and leave it. Oh yeah, he I will know, do I that as well, that's it great, back. yeah. i be like, oh, I guess he didn't want it.
0: Maybe he'll be so laden with other presents. Yeah, you've weighed him down. Yeah, that's why I bought him that many, <laughs> so you could keep yours.
1: Well, now <laughs> we've kind of made it public that I was thinking about this all No, long. it's
0: alright, he'll never know until afterwards. Yeah. And he'll be in another country by that point, yeah. Because he lives in another country, <laughs> not not for any not for any odd reason. He'll have evaded capture of some kind. He he just lives in another country.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: all right. So yeah, I really enjoyed making that poem. I've been listening to loads of uh, Captain Beefheart. I yeah, I think that's in there. I it think Vic a- and Bob's in there a bit. Tim Key. Tim Key definitely love Tim Key. Uh and probably mighty boosh yeah so all of those things yeah. and all all of those um, all of the smug uh, comedy bits on radio 4 that I dislike <laughs> as well are also in there yeah because uh, they annoy me but you know it was wonderful well thanks Sam that's really kind of you
2: come to the bathroom
0: Right, so next dispatch and the bathroom conch, uh slash rubber ducky that doesn't exist yet is getting passed back over to Sam. There you go, Sam. Thank you uh
1: for the listeners out there. We did actually reach out and pass an invisible rubber ducky. That's true. So but in this. future,
0: when we have one, we will use the actual rubber ducky. I'm looking forward to the to a bather
1: sending as a ducky.
0: Yeah, if you send it, we will mention your name every time we go at the the rubber ducky
1: as sponsored by whoever it is who sends it in. That's a guarantee. <laughs> All right, here we go. I am very excited about this one, Chris. Ooh. so if you're excited, I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. You don't want to get me scared because oh, I might need to go be. and have a
0: shit, and <laughs> I can't have a shit right now. You know the situation <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, toilet. Yeah.
1: All right. Things are going to go down now. So basically, I've created a dispatch, and we're going to play a game afterwards, which is going to be a high-tempo, exciting game. This dispatch is entitled Speed Poetry. And I have to admit that I fully stole this idea from a comedian I saw recently. Um, his name is Michael Brunstrom, and he's on thehumanloir.com. And I saw him at uh, like an alternative comedy night in London, and he was very weird and just mm-hmm. brilliant, fantastic comedian. So uh, if you... I think that's the vibe we're going for, weird but very brilliant. Yeah. So if you get a chance to see him, uh, and if he ever listens to this, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Brunstrom... Uh, I guess I owe you a beer. But this is Speed Poetry, and what I've tried to do here is create an audio training montage. Hello, and welcome to Speed Poetry. I'm Sam Bradley, and I'm going to attempt to read If by Rudyard Kipling as fast as possible. Now, I haven't attempted this yet. This is my first time trying it. And over the course of the week, I'm hoping to improve in my speed and enunciation. So, let's get to it. I'm going to set my stopwatch here. Ready, go. If you can keep your head while well all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can lie all be ha- being hated, do it. Don't, don't, do, ah! <laughs> I didn't get through the first verse there. This is this is gonna be harder than I thought. Okay, I'm gonna do a second attempt of Rudyard Kipling's "If." Um, I'm going to read it not as fast as possible, but just attempt to read it all the way through in a reasonable speed, just to give a baseline from where I can improve for the rest of the week. Okay, here we go. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, seconds, if you can worse you yourself, yourself when all right down you, yours is the earth and everything in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. 1 minute 45 is the baseline. Here we go. Speed poetry... Third attempt Distance, uh, if by Rudyard Kipling. It and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Stop the clock. Woo! One minute 23. It's getting better. Speed poetry, Rudyard Kipling's if. I think I can do it in under a minute. This is my fourth attempt. Which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Woo! One minute six. Yes! I can get it under a minute. No problem. Speed poetry, attempt number five. Uh, if by Rudyard Kipling, time to beat is one minute and six seconds. Definitely can be done in under a minute. is more you be man, my son. Ah, God! A minute four. Speed poetry, day two. If by Rudyard Kipling. Are we ready? One minute four seconds this is, is the, and the, time is the earth and every Which is more you'll be a man, my son. Woo! 57 seconds! Time to beat is 57 seconds, so I've put a new target of 45 seconds to do "If" by Rudyard Kipling. Uh, day two, attempt up number up two. 60 Here we this go. Is yours is yours, and everything in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. 54, 54 seconds. Still getting better. <sighs> Stumbled a bit. Room to improve. Day two, attempt number three. The time to beat is 54 seconds. Is run, uh, the target time is 45. In it, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. 54 again I stumbled Stumbled Difficult Difficult thing to do Speed poetry Day 2 Attempt number 5 Last one for today If by Rudyard Kipling Time to beat is 50 seconds, fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth I think system. I can, for I can do 45 and, in it, and what is more You'll be a man nice I 48 48 48 I think I can do 45 I think I can do 45 Tomorrow Tomorrow Speed Poetry. Day three, attempt nine. We're aiming for perfection. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's do it. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, blame it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or be loud about, it, don't deal in lies. Or being hated, don't give way to hating, and don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with try and find disaster, and treat those two impostors just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken twisted by nature to make a trap for fools, and watch the gigs you gave your life to broken and stupid to build them up with one out If you can make one hope of all your winnings or risk it all in one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and never sigh, you to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will to. Which says to them, hold on, if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, will lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, a all cat with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, the odds is the earth and everything in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. 40! 40! Forty. 40. I think that was perfect. 40.9. 40.9 seconds. I think that was perfect. This is exhilarating. I feel great. I feel great, man yes yes speed poetry if by rudyard kipling in 40.9 seconds
0: what an achievement yes yes that was really impressive the amount of work that went into something that is meaningless (laughs) i I mean i really appreciate that kind of effort for something that is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) thanks chris but i you got really good yeah you got better yeah. And I, I get what you mean about training montage now.
1: I spent three days, uh, sort of every lunchtime, giving it a go. Had about five attempts each. Except on the last day, when I got started getting really close to getting it perfect. So I just kept going. And the one that I got at the end was attempt nine on day three. And it was, oh, it just felt great. So what we're actually going to do is uh, steal Mr. Brun- Brunstrom's idea directly. And we're both going to have a speed poetry race. At the same time? At the same time. Okay. Now, I approached my boatmate, Sally, to choose a poem for us because I don't want I didn't want to see the poem beforehand so we could both be on an equal footing. Brilliant. Because if we do If by Roger Kipling, no you... offence, Chris, but I'll destroy you. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> We're going to actually, I'll give you a chance to look this over. So Sally has chosen um, a poem. They, is it this? Yes, it is this. It is by um, Jamaican English poet, Linton Queasy Johnson, uh, one of her favourite poets, and I very much like his poems as well. But they might be written now, in they seem to patois. Now, they
0: seem to be written in patois. And it's written in felt tip uh, by, I think, Sally's hand. Yep. Uh, and she's got good penmanship. I'm not <laughs> saying anything bad about her penmanship at all, but it is handwritten and in patois. Yep. So this is gonna be a struggle. Yeah. Uh, but there is a pro- I like how you've got the book with it written in proper.
1: We can swap. Do you Do want you to swap?
0: A, mm. That's what you'd want. <laughs> Alright, no, I'll 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 be the underdog.
1: There is a prize. I'm the underdog on so many levels on this. <laughs> so what I love about um Mr. Johnson's poems is they are written in the patois so you have to do a Jamaican accent so this isn't us putting it on this is how the poem is written so this is okay yeah it's great it's, All right. they're so fun to read out loud because you just end up doing a Jamaican accent it's great okay so there's a prize what's the prize as per tradition the prize is a sprite oh brilliant a can of sprite the winner of this race will win a sprite <laughs> Alright, so we've had a little practice, and we are going to give it a go. If I Was a Tap Natch Poet by Linton Kwesi Johnson, are you ready, Chris? As ready as I'll ever be, Sam. Okay, three, two, one, go. If, if I was a, a top-notch poet, poet like Chris Wood, Derek walker or T.S. I would have written a poem a so damn so deep, so damn bittersweet, like that a bushman
0: of a maru, when my mate maybe will like when you love like make you make you make and leave you, and thou defeat, you can and can see till you beg and you plead, till you win a repeat, and you ready if you steady music, done ready, still in a demean time with de rhythm, with a rhyme, with a rough bass line, with a onset of time, go and half a step in line, Karl Buta meet in our car to couple Tuesday, but Mandela if he in Tuesday, 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 if I was a top-notch poet like that flower man. Uh, Sons, uh, Sons, uh, Martin Sons. Carter Sons. Jane Cortez uh, Amiri break, Baraka. Martin, Cotes, I would have write a poem so Cotes rude and russy and subversive so that he'd make a goon poet turn white with son the Roots 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 envy and uh, and uh, like a Campbell humble, humble voodoo chant Kumina, old time like calypso of slave like song that get banned from the granny
1: all time calypso and a slave song that get banned but from granny dang well done Chris thanks here is your sprite and unlike the
0: bathroom counter rubber ducky, this can of Sprite is real.
1: It is real. I'm going to take you a hear photo. That?
0: that is that is the sound of a real can of Sprite. Well done, Chris. Oh God, it looks good. Only 92 calories. Wait, Sam's so just taking a photo now. Wonderful, brilliant. I feel like I've won the FA Cup of
1: speed poetry. See, it's great, isn't it? Great fun. I don't All know right.
0: if I really read it very
1: well. But...
0: <laughs> okay. So, my last dispatch...
1: Oh, wait, Chris. Here you are. It's the conch thank oh, thank, Oh, thank ducky. you, Sam.
0: Thank you for giving me the bathroom conch slash rubber ducky, which doesn't exist yet. Um, for this last dispatch of mine, and indeed of the show, I'm bringing together two elements of my last two dispatches. And there might not be a hell of a lot to be said about it, but it is a nonsense poem and Brad Francisco himself. Oh, really? So uh, last summer, me and Brad Francisco got together and uh, improvised readings of poetry whilst one or the other played an instrument. And this is one of those. And it might not be very good, it's a bit eccentric, but the whole show (laughs) so far has been a little bit in that direction. So I'm going to play that just to sort of tie it all together. Pensive they sit and roll their languid eyes,
2: nibble their toasts and cool their tea with sighs. Or else forget the purpose of the night Forget their tea, forget their appetite See, with crossed arms they sit Ah! Hapless crew The fire is going out and no one rings For calls, and therefore no calls Betty brings A fly is in the milk pot Must he die, circled by a humane society? No, no, there! Mr Werter takes his spoon Inverts it the handle and no soon a little struggler saved from perils dark across the t-board draws a long wet mark Romeo 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 arise take snuffers by the handle there's a large cauliflower in each candle a winding sheet ah me I must away to number seven just beyond the Circus Gay Alas my friend your coat sits very well Where may your tailor live? I may not tell Oh pardon me, I'm absent now and then Where might my tailor live? I say again I cannot tell Let me no more be teased He lives in whopping Might live where he pleased and lo they did say what a great time we all had
0: So that was uh, an improvised reading of a poem. Yeah, it was with lovely. Brad Francisco on the electric organ there, featuring Claire Brady at the end. Oh, uh, is that his mother? That's Brad Francisco's ma, <laughs> uh, saying, "Oh, I'm going to bed now. Can you sh- shut up?" Yeah. Uh, so I just I sort of chuck that in there.
1: Well, as the poem wrapped up there, uh, we were happily joined by my darling boatmate, who's been out on the Raz. How are you, Sally? <laughs> yeah, great. That poem was wonderful, delightful music to get along with it. I'm not really sure what to say about it. You know, you don't have to say like things are good either. <laughs> That's the thing.
0: Oh, I enjoy. We it. can just use it. We can just like that. That was a thing that happened on the end there.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> 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 chuckling in the background there. <laughs>
0: You're never coming to a podcast <laughs> recording ever again, Sally. Sally's just spat water <laughs> all over the bathroom.
1: You know, we have an audio podcast and then we have a legit spit take and we don't have any video of it. <laughs> <coughs> you all right, love? Right. I don't think it's going to get any better than that. So we're going to wrap up. Uh, actually, we want to give some thanks to some people who have listened to the first episode. We haven't put the second episode out yet. Well, as of recording here um so we would like to thank everybody for listening to the previous one and uh I'm just gonna share some feedback so first of all f- uh schoolmate of mine daniel Levick uh said it was one hour twenty five minutes he's not ge- never getting back, but an entertaining one hour twenty five minutes he's never getting back right so I, I think mean that's you positive. could say
0: that of all of your life so far, yeah. you're never gonna
1: get any of those minutes back. The aforementioned Brad Francisco said it was good. That's high praise from him. High praise. Uh, ben from um, Easy Easy English Flame. Uh, yeah, Ben from Easy Languages
0: uh, gave us some actual comments and crit- criticism, some which was really useful. Yeah,
1: constructive feedback. So thanks, Ben. And yeah, Sally, you listened to it. What did you think? She's really good a very very I'd... long pause there actually what i've written down here is she said it was a bit long and a bit boring in the middle but she got into it
0: it's as good as we could hope for i think
1: yeah pretty good uh so we'd also like to thank Jakob, who's waiting on the washers versus bathers debate yeah
0: currently it's like full-on bathers support bathers ba- bathers are winning currently bathers are winning
1: I'm supporting your votes I'm
0: supporting washers because Sam told me I had to
1: Sally which, where are you voting bathers bathers shit yeah Bathiness. can I Bathiness. be a bather I want to be a bather alright <laughs> so yeah like us on Facebook thanks for if you already have follow us on Twitter at communal bath and don't forget most importantly you can submit any
0: audio dispatch of your own to our email account which is
1: communalbathroom at gmail.com and the website is communalbathroom.com we've almost got enough episodes to go up on itunes well so that'll be a fun day well this is the third episode we've new we need it? five. <laughs> oh, five.
0: so we're getting there brilliant well i hope you had a good old clean in the bathroom this time and i hope you enjoyed sinking into the suds of our audio adventures don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye babies. Bye. Get a
2: real good
0: wash.